Please turn your Bibles to James chapter 1. James chapter 1, uh, we have been looking at verses 2 through 4. And uh, what I'd like to do is just to begin with these verses so we can all get going in the same direction. Remember again, the Apostle James writes and he says, um, My brethren, this is James 1, 2. He says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Now, we went on to look at verse 4, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now, there are so many things in these verses. There's just so much that we've covered. Uh, it, you know, at first reading, you think, well, there's not so much there. But as you look further and further into it, this is a revelation you need to get. You know, this isn't one of those things that you say, yes, I know the application and I know how it works in my head. It doesn't work. It has to be something in here. Do you understand? And that's the reason why I'm trying to get this across to you. I'm trying to give you a spirit, a spirit of endurance, a spirit of toughness. Amen? And uh, so, having said all of that... Um, <laughs> We, we looked at, <laughs> um, what I'll do is I'll begin with a quote by Peter H. Davids. How about that? James is referring to mature Christian character. This is good, okay? It is mature in that it is well-developed. It is complete in that every virtue and insight is in place. Did you get all of that? I read this to you last time. I really didn't explain it to you. The first thing we need to understand is the word perfect doesn't mean perfect. It means mature, okay? Because if you're thinking you're going to be perfect, think again. We're not going to be perfect till we hit heaven. Can I? Okay, thank you. I got more amens than I expected on that one. Okay. <laughs> All right? Listen, it's not that God is looking for perfect people. Remember I said to you before, you know, we're going to make mistakes, but thank God for 1 John 1, 9. That's why we read the epistles of John first. Because you hit James without John and you're in trouble. Okay? <laughs> you need to know that there is forgiveness. Amen? That whatever you ask, not only does he forgive you, but he cleanses you of all unrighteousness, places you back into a place of perfect righteousness, which means then you can go and do the things that James tells you to do. Remember again that James is talking about your Christian life after you get saved. This is the way we behave after we get saved. This is the way people read us. This is when we become living epistles. Read of all people, whether you like it or not. Sometimes you don't want to tell them you're Christian because you don't want them to read you. Yeah. And sometimes I wish some people did not reveal that they were Christians because they, they tell a really bad story. <laughs> okay? And I've heard people saying, if that's a Christian, I don't want to be one. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm trying to say? Okay. But then there are others that, you know, just really shine out. I mean, they do extraordinarily well. And they are a credit to the body of Christ. Those ones you want to announce, <laughs> okay? And, and then shout from the top of the hilltops. But the thing is that, uh, and just, I have to now say this. I'll remember that God loves everybody the same, okay? Don't ever, don't ever let the devil come and tell you, oh, you're not doing so well. God doesn't love you that much and everything else. One thing that is constant is God loves everybody the same. And, you know, I, I wish I could explain that more, but I don't have time because we're here. Yeah. All right? <laughs> so let me just continue here again. So once again, James is referring to mature Christian character. It is mature in that it is well developed. Did you get that? 
it's well developed. In other words, when you run into something, you don't just fall apart straight away. Now, as to how much you can take, that's different. That depends on how well you are developed, <laughs> okay? Using that term in a little different way. Okay, you can be well developed, but not so well developed that you can maybe handle something that you've never experienced before, which is when you need people to pray for you and pray with you, amen? And don't ever feel bad to ask for prayer because, you know, the, the devil gangs up on you. Some days you need some Christians to help gang up on him. Don't ever try to fight something alone and don't let her, ever let pride get in the way of it. You know, that's something else we need to be really careful of in all of this. All right, I have to get to my message today because i got some good stuff to share with you. All right, so that's, again, uh, where was I? Okay, so it says, it is complete. This is back to the quote again. It, he says, it is complete in that every virtue and insight is in place. Every virtue and insight is in place. Nothing is out of place. Are you all with me? You know, sometimes... Anyway, okay, uh, everybody nodded, so I'm going to move on. It is, because <laughs> I want to get to the rest of this. It is not lacking in anything, but mirrors, if I see you with a question mark on your face, I'll stop. All right? <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is not lacking anything. It is not lacking anything. It is not lacking anything. Did you get that? But I love this, but mirrors Christ. Isn't that what we're doing? Aren't we moving to the place where we are, we are conforming to the image of Jesus Christ in everything that we think, say, and do? See, I used to think that that was just uh, one of those, oh, you know, have a sheet and, and ca carry a sheep around. And, you, you know, you're dressed in this little robe and you walk around barefoot all over the place saying pity little things. And yeah, No, that's not what it means. It means that when a storm comes, you tell it to be still and everything shuts down. When demons come running at you, they stop, the, they, whereas normally they attack people, they stop and say, oh, we know who you are. You are a child of the Most High God. Don't throw us out yet. Can we go into pigs? <laughs> we did that at youth. All right? <laughs> okay? So, you know, the, this is the kind of reaction. That's what being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ is. You walk not only in the wisdom of God, but in the power of God as well. Every, do you understand that everything bows its knee to you? You don't bow, its, bow your knee to it. Okay. Uh, all right, so it says, but mirrors Christ, this is what adversity should produce in the Christian. Do you get this now? This is where you're getting to. As long as you let patience have its perfect work, you will be complete, entire, wanting nothing. You will lack nothing. Hallelujah. All right, and that's why he says, let patience have its perfect word. Let it. Notice that you need to let it. <laughs> Some people don't let it. Amen. Pausing for lots of effect. You know, <laughs> you know see, this is, a, this is a thing. We don't let this work. We just jump ship. You know, we... we uh, like somebody said, my goodness, I won't say what he actually said. But, you know, he, he said, gee, so, Christians are some of the most spineless people I've met. You know, the first time a problem strikes, ah, God, why'd you let this happen to me? And they just fall apart and blow away. Sorry for that. <laughs> okay? I'm trying to make a point here. You know, what happened to that person, you know, that, that came in strong? And you, you know what happens? So, many, so much of the time, people beat them down into submission, thinking that they're doing them a favor. And this, this person that walked in strong and, and just tough and everything else, suddenly now, the first sign of problem, and they just blow away. 
And then we kind of wonder how, I wonder what happened there. Look, look in the mirror, dude, you preached the message. You told him to be that way. Amen. Listen, can I just say this? I've said this over and over again. I'm going to repeat it again. Okay. We are to love people. We are to be long-suffering towards people. But when the devil comes, we pick our sword up. And we start slicing and dicing. And we give him such a hard time that he thinks twice before he ever comes your way again. There is the toughness. And whenever he attacks us with things, things go wrong and things don't work out. Or, you know, somebody just comes at you and does something that is just unexpected. You don't just fall apart. You don't fly off the handle and everything else. You let patience have its perfect work. Are you here? Because something is growing on the inside of you. I want to read something. As We'll get to that in just a second from the uh, Passion Translation. So let me get there. So what we've learned is that when patience or endurance is allowed to run its course and attain its goal, it will produce a spiritual toughness, integrity, and a wholeness of Christian character that will be so fully developed and so perfect and complete that it will lack absolutely nothing. Amen? Amen. Amen. And this is how God planned for you to come through every trial, not just one or two of them, but every single trial, family. Not looking like you've been through the mud, (laughs) but with an increased confidence. See, that's the other thing, okay? You need to come out of this with an increased confidence, not with less confidence, not with, oh my gosh, I don't know what happened there, and I don't, you know, I didn't think God would let this happen to me. None of that garbage. You come out going, hallelujah, me and God is more than enough. Now, somebody said, oh, well, you know, you don't even need you. You just need God. (laughs) You let patience have a perfect word. You are involved in this. Amen. (sighs) But with an increased confidence in and revelation of God's power and promises and looking far better than when you first went in, you know, you should come out stronger and looking better. Not raggedy. That, you know those, those three kids that got thrown in the fire? They didn't come out with, you know, smoke walking off them and their socks on fire. And, you know, remember when they, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Or as Jesse Duplantis called them, Meshach, Yoshach, and a bungalow, you know. All right. <laughs> you know, those three guys get thrown in there. And remember the king said, I see someone like the son of, you know, son of God in there. You know, they they went in trusting. What's interesting is the people that took them in got burnt up going in. And they came out without a singe. They come out better than when they went in. When they went in, the king was unbelieving. When they came out, the king was believing. (laughs) Amen. Okay. And they didn't whine about it either. All right. (laughs) In addition, what this also means is that you will become more and more self-sufficient. And requiring less and less help from others. This is where we need to get to, family. Not that we become islands to ourselves, but so that we can stand with others when they are going through a problem. Are you all with me? See, we're not meant to just kind of stand there. Every time there's a problem, you know, you're just always looking for your whatever is to help you to pray and everything else. Now, that's fine, but be careful that that doesn't become a crutch. That doesn't become something that you just kind of do without doing what you're meant to do. 
Of course, use all of that. But please get stronger. You know, get to the place where first you needed like 100 people to pray for you. <laughs> okay? Then it's down to 50. Then it was down to five. Now it's down to maybe one other person to agree with you and we're good. When, when things hit that are really big. Are you all with me? Amen. Okay, then. <clears throat> and so in time, you can actually become the help that others are looking for and be the person that is, as James put it, perfect and complete, lacking absolutely nothing. Amen? Amen. So what I'd like to do is, uh, just to conclude this little section, now I want to go and share something on the other side. All right? Uh, is read to you from the um, Passion Translation, which is, which is translated from the original text. And it says, my fellow believers, just let this wash over you, okay? Just receive it. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, set, uh, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, literally when faith passes the test, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. Which, you know, this is something that you need to understand. It is actually something on the inside working itself to the outside. Everything that you have need of is actually in there already. You need to give it the opportunity to work itself out. That's what the word worketh in the original Greek means. Do you understand? Okay. Verse 4. And then, as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being. Did you see that? It will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. So what we've seen is that patience requires you to count it all joy before it can have its perfect work. If you don't count it all joy, it will not have its perfect work and you will not grow in this area. But when you do... Let me say, and when you do, okay, it will come quietly to where you don't even realize you've actually developed it until the next time you hit a trial and it doesn't affect you as bad as it did the last time. And you, and you, you look at yourself and think, wow, I would have fallen apart before. No, it's just like, you know, Bruce Lee. Bring it on. Is that all you got? <laughs> you know? Amen. Listen, man, we, we really need to get to that place where we are tough. And, you know, the devil <laughs> looks at you and goes, <laughs> there's a tank. <laughs> that, that's not just a person. That's covered in armor from head to toe. You get close to it and it just blows you out of the water. You have to find all kinds of wiles to get, get through, to get to that person. Okay, I get it. All right, so I'm getting little time cards at the back. I need to move on. Okay, are you getting this? <laughs> Praise God. Now, just to keep things in, in the balance, all right, it is important to understand that there is a time to fight the good fight of faith, which is what I've been teaching you, all right? And there is a time to be led by the Spirit out of where you are to where you need to be next. Especially if the grace is lifted and the blessing isn't there anymore. Let's go have a look at Second King, oh, excuse me, 1 Kings chapter 17. This is one of the best example, uh, examples I've found of this. Probably better, but I haven't found it yet. Okay, <laughs> so I'm just going to share with you what I know. 
All right, 1 Kings chapter 17. I want you to see something here. We are, we are talking about Elijah here. Let, let me begin reading. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. It says, and Elijah said to Ahab, I'm missing all the middle bits, okay? Now, this king in verse, uh, in chapter 16 and verse 30 says, it says that he had done evil in the sight of the Lord more than all who were before him. This was a very bad king. All right, he was doing some very bad things. All right, and so Elijah said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. (laughs) All right. Then the word of the Lord came to him, that is Elijah, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide in the brook by uh, by Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. Now, you know, hang on a second. God tells you to say something. Then he says, go hide. I... Come on, I, I want to I challenge your thinking a little bit here. I want you to notice Elijah didn't say, hang on, man. And I would have preferred not to say anything. Don't ask me to say something and go, hide. You know, I should have got the hide first then, you know. I would have decided on this then. You know, so, listen, remember I told you that God cannot and will not uh, force somebody's will. You, you, know, you understand? This is one thing that he won't do. He knew how Ahab was going to react to this. And it was not going to be good for Elijah. However, this is God's mercy. He'll always warn you before something else comes. Amen. See, a lot of times we misunderstand God's mercy. We want God to just take him all out. If they're doing something wrong, kill him, God. You know, thank God he didn't do that because you'd be dead. Amen. I put my hand up. Every time I want to say something, God says, remember the mercy I had on you. And I think, okay, give him another day, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at least. <laughs> okay? We, we really need to understand this. That's why it says, love, what? Never fails. If you treat people in love, then that's what's going to come back. Whatever you sow, you'll reap. Amen? All right. So, so, <laughs> so I want you to notice the word of the Lord. God says, go. Notice God didn't say, stay now and fight. Ahab's going to come against you, but I'll give you angels and we'll take him down. It's not what he said. He said, now run. Okay, let's, let's, let's keep going. He goes, yeah, but what about the patience thing? This is not the time. This is the time to be led by the Spirit wherever you need to go. Okay, I'm, I'm going to show you both sides are in here. All right. And it says that, uh, <laughs> so again, back to verse 3. Get away from here, turn eastward, hide by the brook of Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. Verse 4. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Isn't this interesting? God says, go hide, but I'll send you food and drink. You know, this is, <laughs> what do you call those little guys that come and feed, you know? Uh, meals on wheels. This was meals on wings. <laughs> You know, okay? Well, I'll keep reading, okay? So, (laughs) verse 5, He went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook of Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. Verse 6, The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. I mean, this guy got fed morning and night. You know, here's special delivery. And keeps going. Isn't this interesting? They brought him. I used to always think he ate the ravens. No, they, they actually, they brought him food, dropped it off, and kept going. You know, it's like one of those planes with the parachutes, you know? And they dropped the food and keep going. Amen. I mean, morning and night, this is a miracle. 
They didn't come in the afternoon. They didn't come in the middle of the night. They came in the morning, dropped plenty to eat there, and just before he went to bed, he came and dropped some more so he could have something in the evening. This is incredible. Okay, let's keep going. Off to verse 7. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And then Elijah stood there and commanded the brook to flow again. And he commanded the... No? It doesn't say that. See, again, we, we, we need to be careful that when something dries up, we're not still there. Listen to God. Find out what you need to do next. All right. So, verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, do you know why it came to him? Because he wasn't complaining. He probably thought, hmm, <laughs> no water. <laughs> he didn't say, God, can you see this? Because he knew God could see it. He thought, obviously, we have another instruction coming. Is that how you are? Or do you start complaining? I thought you told me to come here. And now there's no water. What's the problem? Yeah, but there was water before. Yeah, but there's none now. I'm having a tantrum in front of me just to show you. This is what we do. We think that something that is okay for the moment has to be okay forever. Did you get that? You be led by the Spirit. We're living in a fallen world full of bad people. <laughs> okay, The world is messed up. The people are messed up. Everything is messed up. God knows where all the right things are. You just need to get to that place for the time. And don't get too attached to anything. Yeah, Moving on. <laughs> and so again, verse 8, And the word of the Lord came to him, saying, verse 9, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded... <laughs> watch this now. Watch, watch what he's saying. I have commanded the widow for, there to provide for you. So he arose, verse 10, and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Verse 12 is very surprising. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. I would have said, one moment, please. What is this? You told me you spoke to her. She doesn't know anything about this. Did I get the wrong widow? Is this the right one? This, this one? Excuse me, madam. Could you move to a side? Are you, you're still pointing. Oh, it is that one. Did you tell her? You told me you told her, but you, she doesn't seem to know anything about this. Listen, <laughs> I'm making a point here. Now watch. Because God said, this is the one that's going to look after you, now it's time to fight the good fight of faith. Do you hear what I'm saying? When God says, there's a provision and they don't know, that's the time you stand on your faith and go, okay, we walk by faith and not by sight. So what does that mean? It means even though she doesn't know it, a miracle is coming her way. And it is for her. It's not for anybody else. It's not like Elijah's going to go, 
<laughs> she don't, let me go see somebody else who's doing a little bit better, and maybe a little miracle can happen in there, and if it doesn't, we'll still have a bit of food for a little while. We always look for a plan B. Do you hear what I'm saying? He didn't. So, verse 13, and Elijah said to her, do not fear. First thing, because if you're going to have faith, you can't fear. I need you to get out of fear right now. He says, do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. You tithe on that. And there will be abundant blessing that will come back to you. I'm not asking you for the whole thing. God never asks you for everything. He just says, honor me with the first part. And then that will allow me access to you to do what I want to do for you. Are you getting this? So, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, you know, I just want to throw that in there to show you something. That she had to give something first before something was miraculous was going to happen to her household, for, for, for her and her child. Not just for her, but both of them now. And that's something you need to realize as well. Whatever you sow, you, not only you reap, but everybody that belongs to you reaps it as well. Okay. If they're under your roof. If they leave and have their own roof, that's their problem. <laughs> okay, no. But, you know, like, I, I'm just saying, all right? <laughs> Therefore, shall you know, leave his mother and father and have his own roof. Okay, so, uh, it's a, yeah, okay, amended version. But you know what I'm saying. All right, getting back to this. So, he says, bring it to me, and afterward, make some for yourself and your son. Verse 14, for thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry. Until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. Oh, wow. Verse 15. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. She didn't stand there and complain. She didn't stand there and go, yeah, just like a man of God. to say, oh, give me something to eat first. Oh, bless it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, while I die early. I <laughs> Amen. I'm just telling you. Now, some people are out there to rip you off. I'm being honest with you. But we'll never do that to you. Never. That's why we get up here and say, listen, you do what you can and what you can from your heart. Because God loves a cheerful giver, not one that's obligated and of necessity and compulsion and all them things. We ne if you ever feel that way, don't give. That's why we don't want to rip you off. We want you to be blessed. You understand you have to do that to be blessed. But if you have a bad attitude, then you're throwing your money away. We'd much rather you keep it. Keep your money and keep your attitude. You know what I'm saying? We don't want either. But if you're happy and you go, wow, this is an opportunity to sow because I'm, I will reap, then that opens the door for both of us so that we receive it gladly and you will be blessed abundantly. Hallelujah. Are you getting this? Okay, getting back to this. Anyway. Didn't want to spend so much time on that, but I did. All right. <laughs> so again, it says, so she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and, uh, and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord, which, which he spoke by Elijah. I want you to notice everything that he said happened. I mean, every time she went to her bin of flour, there was more flour. She's like, okay then. What just happened? 
And every time she went to the oil, well, this is the last. Whoa, oh, did you feel this? Who feel this? This is now, okay? I want you to see something. Notice, let me just bring this back to what we were talking about. Notice that when Elijah was asked to stay, he stayed. When he was asked to go, he went. In fact, God asked him to do several things. First of all, God said, you know, prophesy this and, get, and run, okay? Just get out of here as quickly as you can. Next thing he says to Elijah, all right, now, time to leave. Things have dried up. It's time for me to, I've made another provision for you. By the, but she didn't know. But he was obedient. But, he, but the Lord said, that's where it is. So he went by faith to that. When he got there, this miracle happened. That was so, not somewhere for him to run from. That was for him to stay and fight on behalf of that widow. Are you getting this? See, we, we read, that's why I said we have to be led by the Spirit. We can't just stand there. And, you know, as much as I've taught you to stand and fight, you need to understand that those are the things when God has said, when God has said, this belongs to you. When God has said, stand and fight, then you stand and fight. Because the grace will be there, the power will be there, the wisdom, the anointing, everything that you need will be there. But if you have decided this is what you want because God had given it to you and you want to just stay there, then be careful because God might have moved on and you haven't moved with him. Are you all with me? And so we really need to be tuned in to the Spirit. Those that are led by the Spirit, they are the children of God. Led by the Spirit. Not led for a minute and then stayed stationary. Okay, you're continually led. It's a continual thing. In fact, it should be something that happens to you throughout the day. It shouldn't be, you know, um, I, I really like what one of the things that dad does, that when he wakes up in the morning, he's got his plan and, and there's God's plan, and he says, forget my plan, what do you want me to do today? How many of us do that? Or do we wake up with things that we go, okay, today I've got to do this, 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 and this. And God, God goes, uh, uh, goes, I'm sorry, not, not right now, I'm really busy. You better check with him before you step outside the door. Because you might be walking into a trap. Then don't go to God and go, God, how come you allowed this to happen? And he says, oh, you're talking to me now. Now we have time. Had you had a few minutes before, I would have warned you about it. You would have not have never got into that trouble. Now we need to get you out. These are fights that are unnecessary. <laughs> okay? These are not the things that... that James is talking about. James is talking about you do all the things that you know to do. And if people begin to change and do things against you, just know that there is a deliverance. There, there is a provision. A divine provision every single time. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. I've pretty much uh, run out of time. So once again, there is a, I've said here, there is a time to fight and there's a time to move on or walk away. Okay? Just make sure that you are led by the Spirit. Then you can know beyond a shadow of doubt God, that God's power, provision, and blessing will surely follow you wherever you go. Did you hear that? And you will absolutely miss nothing and lack nothing in your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, we did it. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Hallelujah. Pray that you receive something today. Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Father, that we want to be a people of wisdom. We don't want to just stand there and grit our teeth and fight every single thing that comes our way. We need to know to be led by your spirit. When you say stay and fight, then we've got all the instructions on how to do that. 
But if we need to walk away, well, we don't need a lot of instructions so that we just need to walk away. Hallelujah. Walk away by faith, knowing that whatever you call us into, that we never lose our faith. Whatever you call us into, that we continue exercising our faith, believing for you, Father, believing in you and for you to guide us through it. That, uh, that every step that we take is ordered by you. Hallelujah. That we can indeed walk by faith, not by sight. And Father, I just thank you for these messages. I thank you, Father, for the things that we've learned through them. And I pray, as James is going to talk about later, that we are not just hearers of the word, but doers, that we may be blessed in our doing. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.